Welcome to Everreal Talks, where we talk about Spokane real estate. Spokane is made up of its people, places, and history, and the business of real estate is a reflection of these. So along with talk about real estate, we'll talk about the history that's shaped us, the people that define us, and the places that make us feel at home. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Everreal Talks, another episode with Matt Side. And believe it or not, I have a guest with me today. You're funny. Jessica Side is back with me today. I'm, I'm among the living. She has, she has had a rough go. I, I have. I, I've been I sick. teased at our, at last week about the coronavirus, which probably was a little bit... If I was here, <laughs> let me tell you, that teasing would not have I will, happened. I will say this. At the, <clears throat> in the episode last week, I did say, every real talks about bringing the fun back into real estate, and everybody knows that you are the fun in real estate. So uh, that, uh, well, hopefully that we sweet. didn't lose all of our listener base last week with <laughs> my... Um, droning on about 1031 exchanges. Hey, it's an important subject. It is an important subject, especially uh, if you're wanting to sell in this incredibly hot market. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad to be back. Thanks. Thanks for taking over for a little while, but I'm back. I'm feeling better. I still have a sinus infection, so (laughs) my voice is not fantastic, but I'm feeling, uh, yeah, like I'm alive, which is good. That is good. So today we're going to talk about a few things. I'm going to talk a little bit about my personal history with downtown. Um, This is not my official downtown history, but this is kind of, I'm going to share a little bit about me and um, some fun things about my childhood and downtown. And then we're also going to be delving into, you went to uh, Spokane Kootenai. The Spokane Kootenai County Real Estate Market Forum. Yes. Uh, that was uh, last week, I believe, if the weeks didn't run together too closely. <laughs> and so we'll, I'll be talking a little bit about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save most of that for right. next week's episode. So oh, there's right. a little teaser for that. Um, but I, will, I do have a few thoughts as we talk about uh, downtown and different things. But yeah. yeah, so that was really good and very informative. And uh, so... So that's going to bring, we're going to bring some information from there, but we're also going to be talking about investing and we're going to talk about investing the pros and cons of investing in real estate versus the stock market. So that'll be interesting. Absolutely. Especially right now during the midst of a coronavirus yeah, scare. Yeah. And certainly that has made the, uh, the markets extremely volatile. And yeah. so we just kind of want to talk about some of the reasons why we uh, chose to invest heavily in real estate. So. Um, without further ado, let me let me just share a little bit of history with you, Matt. How how do you feel about that? You know what? We didn't have we haven't had history for a while. I know, and that's because we good. had John Maroney on, and <laughs> uh, and then last week we didn't have you. So here we are. Please so, bring us back one, to the history. One thing that is true about uh, me is, and if you know me, you know that I'm extremely nostalgic. I really love. I just like thinking about the things that have happened in the past, whether that's for me or other people. I love other people's history. So, but today I'm going to talk a little bit about personal history. So my mom um, and my grandparents moved to Spokane in 1963. Um, My grandfather was in the Air Force. And so he, um, they moved around quite a bit. Um, My mom was born in Sacramento. They were in Texas. They went, they lived in Spain for a while. Um, and then they made their last move to Spokane, a place that they knew nothing about. I mean, other than it had an Air Force base. And as far as I know, they didn't really have a lot of choice in the matter. Um, my mom can correct me if I'm wrong about that. <laughs> so 1963, 
uh, they came here. They lived um, actually only about two blocks away, away from where you and I live right now, which is kind of fun. They had a house over there um, on Maple. And kind of Lower South Hill, for yeah. those that are like, well, where is that, Jessica? Yes, the Lower South Hill right on the bluff. Kind of over, not too far from Huckleberries and Rosars yeah. over there. So um, she worked downtown in the federal building. Um, I asked my mom today, actually. I said, okay, well, when did she start working? Immediately. My grandmother started working immediately. As soon as they moved into Spokane, she worked for Bonneville Power, which is a federal power company. Um, at one point they had, they like slowed down. And so she ended up working across the hall at, um, soil conservation. And then they, as soon as they had an opening again, they pulled her back over. Um, now why am I telling you all of this? Well, I'm telling you all this because I grew up going downtown all the time. We would, um, meet my grandmother at the federal building a lot. Um, even just like my sister and I, when we were kids, we would take the bus downtown we'd walk over to the federal building we would they had um uh, i was gonna say lie detector tests that's not true <laughs> <laughs> they had metal detector tests and you'd have to go through and then we meet my grandma oh in, in the federal in the fel- building in the federal building i believe it's just a metal detector it's not a test it's not a test did i pass metal, metal detector <laughs> tests so we would meet my grandmother downtown um, and then we would go shopping and we would go shopping at Nordstrom, which I loved. And the rack used to be in the basement, but I will tell you what my absolute highlight of going downtown was. And that was going to the Crescent building, which the Crescent building was like, a um, a Macy's or like the bond, the bond was also downtown, but they had this place called the Crescent cafe. And it was my absolute favorite place to go and eat. And it was very much like a, like a diner kind of, a diner is the wrong word. And I, I won't be, those of you who have been to um, the Crescent Cafe, you'll remember this. But there were like these channels where um, the, you would sit in a booth and the waitress would come by. But they weren't like, they were kind of cut off from you in a way. So like they'd come up to your... Like almost like you're at a drive-in, kind of hard to explain. But like they were on the back side of the booth, they yeah. were on the other side of that wall. Yeah, the basically. side, the side of the, your booth. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> and I used to get BLTs every time. That was my usual. Um, and it was called under the clock because there was this huge clock, and, and I think they still have it over in the Crescent Building because they still isn't the Crescent Club yeah. still a thing. I yeah. never, haven't really visited over there yeah. much, but. I think they may have kept it. And so you actually used to just say, I'll meet you under the clock. And you'd go downtown and meet your grandma and have a lunch. And then she'd buy me shoes, which I always liked. <laughs> I don't know why, but my grandmother was always buying us shoes. I, I, I think that was a, like a thing of hers. Um, anyway, I've always loved downtown. And when I married you, um, I realized that your family like never went downtown. And it was so foreign to me because I spent so much time down there, you know, shopping and window shopping and, you know, going to the downtown library um, when I needed to study for a paper. Um, I worked downtown when I was in high school and I did like currying and stuff like that. So I've always had a real love for downtown. So it's very exciting for me that it's continuing to um, be, Kind of revitalized yeah, and grow re- up and yes, revitalized come back. and and you know it, it's evolved and changed 
um, over the years, but it's still a, a place, <laughs> excuse me, everybody, <clears throat> where I love to go and I love to spend time. And I think I have that nostalgia. The other yeah, thing it's, it is interesting. Sorry to cut you off. No, that, okay. that that was never part of my reality mm-hmm. at all. You know, my dad, my, my dad grew up in Spokane. He grew up in the Garland district. Mm-hmm. So he grew up two blocks from the Garland theater. Mm-hmm. My mom was not from Spokane. She was from central Washington. But as a kid, we lived way out in the valley in, in East Valley. So for us to go downtown, there was no right. reason to go downtown. We yeah. didn't have nobody that we knew worked downtown. Yeah. It was far away. Yeah. You had to pay to park. <laughs> I know. Oh, my oh God. My goodness. Can't, we don't want to do that. Well, Spokane is still like that. I'm sorry to say, here, like, I know. pay to po- pay to park. Oh, let me know when you're gonna do something somewhere else where I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> um, the the biggest change that has happened, and it has to do with what we do, which is real estate. I don't remember anybody living downtown. Mm-hmm. Certainly no condos. There were you know, apartment buildings and things like that. And I don't even, I, they're not even in my recollection. Right. You know, um, and now it is quite the cool thing you know to live downtown in a downtown condo and they're very expensive I oh mean, yeah they're very compared expensive compared to a house that same size it's pretty astonishing so this is where i wanted you to pull in some of that information yeah some of the got. numbers that we mm-hmm. um we looked at last week so i think it, it is interesting because you do have a lot of development happening downtown consistently a lot of new buildings going up yep. renovations of other other buildings the m i don't for those of you that are familiar with the downtown spokane area the m which is a huge apartment building uh which was in the macy's building yep. right so the that's bon. the bond back in <laughs> jessica's day it was the bon marche that's right uh they're at, i think they're at like 98 percent occupancy now really? so they're com- almost completely full <clears throat> amazing um and I, I mean it's been a couple of years since they but put still, that in i mean that's a lot I, I don't know how many apartments they have or is i'm sorry apartments yeah right? they're apartments it's okay. not con- to my knowledge it's not condos i don't think they've they've put any of that into the the okay. sale market it's all all rental but flat stick pub opened up down at the base mm-hmm. of that and so um there's there's a lot of that happening so i mean just as far as like people living Which downtown we have to do that soon flat stick i really we do go. yeah no it's a lot of fun have you been? I, I How have dare been. you? Well, Without me? Hey, I've got lots of people that I got to network with, and uh, Flat Stick was on the radar. So wow. I played some mini golf. I got a did hole in not, one. Did you tell me I got me a about hole that? in one you did? in mini golf. It was awesome. You definitely did not tell me about I, this. Were you I afraid did, to tell me? No, I told you about this. You just weren't paying attention. <laughs> this is probably true. All right, so numbers for downtown. I think this is really interesting. We've talked a lot about inventory mm-hmm. and um, months of inventory. So I'm going to bring us back a little bit because I know that not everybody lives and breathes real estate every single day. So months right. of inventory, for those of you that don't remember from earlier episodes or didn't listen to earlier episodes, is if nothing else comes on the market, how many months <coughs> will it take us to sell everything that's on the market, right? Mm-hmm. So if there's 400 houses on the market, how many months before they're all sold? Right. So a balanced market is six months. Mm-hmm. Anything that's five months or fewer is a seller's market. And anything that is seven months or higher is a buyer's market. So in Spokane in general, we're bouncing in, in you know all of the different neighborhoods and housing, bouncing around one month of inventory. So we're heavy, heavy, heavy on the seller side. Sheesh. No kidding. Interestingly enough, though, the downtown market is at six months supply. And 
Um, so that means six it's months six months. Buy. So it's actually a balanced market downtown. Mm. So if you're looking at buying downtown, buying a condo, and part of that, a huge part of that is it's one of the few places that a lot of development is happening. Mm. And that is the answer to our supply issue is we've got to build more stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's kind of that you, you can only go out so far. Mm -hmm. And so now we're starting to see this fill in. And so if you're buying downtown, this is a great time to buy downtown right. because you can actually make sure it's what you want. You can negotiate a little bit more with sellers because there's not as much competition yeah. compared to the supply. The other thing that I thought was really interesting when we look at that kind of micro market, if you will, within Spokane, downtown Spokane saw in 2019 17.8% appreciation. Which is higher than the average. It's the highest. Yeah. Highest part, if you break up Spokane into its micro communities, it's the highest appreciation of any of the markets, <clears throat> excuse me, areas within Spokane yeah. in appreciation. So, um, you know what I'd be really interested in? I don't think that we have this fact. So, I apologize <coughs> for asking a question that we don't have the answer to, but I'd really like to know where are people coming from? Are people selling their, their house and, um, you know, wherever in Spokane and moving downtown are people um is it a first first time home buyer that's got a lot of money to spend is it people from out of town that would be a very interesting well I think when we talk about some of the numbers for um just in general in in who's coming to Spokane or Spokane and Kootenai County yeah it's the demographic is retirees Okay. Your demographic is Are they that from 60, Spokane? Most of them not, no. Okay. No, they're retiring from other areas. They're retiring from major markets where they can sell their Do property. Do you know this or are you making no, this No, I'm up? not making this stuff. I, I, sometimes, listen, folks, when you have a husband like I have, he <laughs> wants to, if I ask a question, he wants to answer it, and that's not always uh, going to work, so. The demographic is retirees. Okay. Most of them are not from Spokane. And <laughs> I'm so sure <laughs> calling me out on the radio I program. I can't believe it. So let me, so, so just, but let me finish okay. that thought. The reality is, is they're selling in major markets, the Seattle's, the California's, uh, <coughs> those areas specifically. We do have a lot of people that come in from, uh, Nevada and even Arizona, which is weird, but, um, they're able to sell their property there. Mm -hmm. And because they, ha they have such huge equity yeah. gains, I mean, they're selling sure, buying a three something. bedroom, two bath house for a million dollars in you know, Orange County. Right, so buying here for 500,000 is not, not good. So, so that fuels the, the increase of value because you're in close. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a big it's part impressive of it. that we have six months supply and so here's what i will say if you're interested in looking at the possibility of purchasing something in downtown spokane or anywhere else but specifically downtown please give us a call our number is 509-62 house that's one way to get a hold of us you can certainly reach out to us on facebook or instagram any of those things um and uh you can email us at yeah just search us at everreal on those social sites e-v-o-r-e-a-l Info at everreal.com is a great place to email us. So before we continue on, we probably should take a quick break and we'll come right back with some more interesting information about investing uh, in real estate versus the stock market. Sounds like a plan. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks again for joining us today on Everreal Talks. So let's talk about real estate markets let's talk about stock markets let's talk about the coronavirus yeah let's do that so um 
I don't think it's any secret. I think everybody knows that the coronavirus has caused extreme volatility in the stock market. I mean, just this past week alone, we had massive drops in the uh, S&P 500. I think it was on Wednesday, it had its highest gain in a single day since like 2008 or something like that. <laughs> and then the next day it was down again. Yeah. So it, you know, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. People are freaking out. People are selling when they should probably be holding. And this is obviously not a, a, a program on the stock market. And we are not but, experts at the stock market, <laughs> but I will say this, that it's an interesting comparison to the volatility in the stock market compared to the lack of volatility, at least in comparison to the real estate market, which was one of the reasons that we got into the real estate market yeah. as far as investing, um, because it has a greater stability. <clears throat> well, let me let me just jump in there, because, you know, when we first got married, um, Matt was not investing in real estate. I was not investing in real estate. We were trying to figure out kind of what we were going to do with our life. I mean, we were, you know, young and in love and poor as church mice. Um, and I, you know, you wanted to invest in real estate and I really was not educated on that. I didn't really know a lot about it. And for me to be comfortable with something, I need to be educated about it. Um, and, and so that was, you know, you, you started having me, you know, read books and listen to books and we would have lots of discussions. And so I really wanted you to share some of the, some of the reasons why, we chose to invest in real estate heavily when we were younger and what, and there were just some, there's just some real simple things. Um, so even well, if you're not going to talk about that right this second, well, I mean, I'll, I'll do that. I mean, I, I'll just kind of jump into it. I think it, it really, part of it comes back to comfort and understanding. I mean, the it's, it was easier for me to understand a house that I could stand in front of mm. and see. Yeah, that's true. Then charts on my computer that were going up and down and not truly understanding why is it up and why is it down? Yes. And I don't care how much of an expert you are right now in the stock market, right. you're staring at that screen going, why in the hell is it going down again? Yeah. And it, it's too emotional. There's, there's, I mean, all well, yeah, I, that's one of those things like seeing it in movies and, 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 um, you know, a report comes out about a crop in California not doing well and then that affecting commodities for right. I mean like all of that stuff is so complicated and if you're not I remember going to like some seminar where someone was trying to sell me on this program where it not only showed you the ups and downs and the trends but it like brought to your attention a news um, articles you know little things can make those make huge differences and it comes back to you're absolutely right being able to stand in front of a house and look at the roof and look at the chipping paint and being able to go this is what it needs and this yeah. is how much we can rent it for because the place down the street is renting for is definitely a more tangible yeah, a more it's a more tangible product people need a place to live yes and it's and it's as simple as that hmm. you know i uh uh, earlier this week, I was talking with a buddy of mine that is a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch, and he was sharing with me about one of his clients that 
has some stuff invested with him, but also is semi-retired. And his big deal is I'm, I'm going to be a day trader. I want to learn how to do this day trading. Mm. And he had $200,000 in the stock market this past week. Okay. And <laughs> I'm not going to go into the complexities of it because he was uneducated enough that he thought he had $200,000 in the stock market, but because he was trading on margin, which is basically a complex way of borrowing against oh stocks, he actually had $400,000 in the stock market. So when the stock market started to drop down, he wasn't just losing on the $200,000 that he, he was losing on the 400. And Which so he's he getting margin. No, he's getting margin calls saying, Hey, we're going to shut your account off if you don't put more cash in because you've lost so much money. Ooh, that's painful. So you get the, you get an exponential gain in that, but you get an exponential loss because of the leverage that you're using right. on the stocks. So he effectively in a single week lost $70,000. And so that for me, was not something that I was interested in trying to figure out. Yeah. And again, it just comes back to the tangible nature of like, I can see, okay, there are three bedrooms, there are two bathrooms, there's mm -hmm. a thousand square feet on the main <laughs> floor and people can live here. Right. And right. here's what people are currently paying for rent on that and what the mortgages are. So that was, I think that was probably the, the first and foremost. Um, I had a mentor, I had somebody else that had done it before me, that it was easy to pattern myself after. Yep. Um, so those were two of the and biggest. And you know who you are. We're really grateful to you. <laughs> <laughs> we are very grateful to you. Um, so that was a big thing. I think the reason that people sometimes steer away from real estate investing is because it's long term. Yes, it is. It's not. You're not going to have that overnight huge win mm -hmm. like you feel if, like you have in the stock market. A, even if you're doing a fix up. We know someone currently right now that's, you know, doing a fix up and it's not an overnight process. I mean, it's it's, it's a, months, it's months, it's four months of hard, hard labor if you're doing it yourself. And if it's not, you're not doing it yourself, you're spending more money and you're still having to deal with the headaches of trying to coordinate it all. So it's it's never an overnight, even if you are doing a flip, as they call it, right, where they fix it up and and resell it. So, but we chose really not to do a lot of that. We yeah, and that for us, it was a, it was a longer term investment. Like right. it was a big part of our retirement plan. So people put stuff in IRAs, we put stuff into real estate. And again, because we understood it, we had guidance and people that were guiding us along the way. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so we were okay with the long term. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that it's important to also realize that investing in real estate is more than just appreciation and equity gain because of an increasing market. It right. is the income that is generated off of that asset through rents, if it's a rental property. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's also the debt service. So one of the few things, and I'm not, I know that there are complex instruments out there in the stock market where you can actually use leverage and you can borrow on the assets. And for some people that's been very problematic in the last week, as I was sharing earlier, mm -hmm. but with real estate, you can use other people's money to get yes. into it. Like you always do. Very few people walk out and throw $200,000 into their real estate investment portfolio right. as like a single purchase. They'll take sure. $200,000 and make down payments on several properties. Right. And so that was the other thing is the, the entry was easier yeah. to leverage, we, easier we to leverage. We would have been able to invest about $10 in the stock market when we got married. <laughs> It's not but, that bad. But, you know, but I mean, I think that there, there's so you've made a few points here. And I think it's important that we just kind of go over those. Number one, you can borrow money to make the investment. That is huge. Number two, you get appreciation 
but you also get the debt service taken care of and hopefully and you, this should be the goal cash flow on top of that right and your debt keeps going down every year you see those the the debt service you know serving you and your future which is you know you think about those things it's pretty it's pretty awesome yeah so you so yes the the debt and just to clarify what we mean by debt service for those of you that aren't familiar with it is basically when you make a mortgage payment some of that goes to the bank as interest and the other portion of that pays down what you owe on principal right. so every month you're owing less mm -hmm. and in an appreciating market your value of that property is going up and so I think that's the other thing, especially when we're talking about things like coronavirus scares that really, if you're looking at the volatility of the stock market in the last week is 100% yeah. on the emotion of the coronavirus. That's like, right. I don't know what's gonna happen. Is shipping <laughs> gonna stop? Are we not gonna be able to get goods from China that we could get before? And so people get freaked out and they're like, sell, sell, sell. Yeah. And because stocks are so easy and fast to mm -hmm. sell, you have these hard downs and fast ups and it, it's up and down. Whereas mm -hmm. in real estate, you can't sell fast. Like if I decided right now this second, I wanna sell a piece of real estate, it's not happening overnight. So by the time I prepped it and got it on the market and put it out for if sale. If you used me as your real estate professional, I could definitely get it on the market overnight. You no, could get it on the market overnight. <laughs> okay, so even that though, okay. get it on the market overnight a traditional closing is 30 to 45 yeah, days. Yeah. So it just moves slower. Yeah. And so you don't have this massive push of everybody selling all of their investment homes all at the same time that then flood the market. And so your ups are slower, mm -hmm. but so are your downs. Yeah. So, I mean, we were talking earlier about that 17% increase. That is a huge increase in a single year. Right. Um, and so on the downside, you're not going to see those drops even if it were to cool off it becomes a seller's market it or sorry a buyer's market mm -hmm. and you start to see that downswing even in the great recession we didn't see the same volatility that we're seeing it was gradual the, you could kind of see it coming you could kind of like deal with it as it as it uh, snowballed yeah and i think i think at the end of the day it comes back to the fact that people still need a place to live yes and so investing in real property in that recent in that sense or respect um you have a commodity if you will mm -hmm. that people have to have and yeah. so that wasn't i guess that was one of the big things that was uh for me why i started investing in real estate mm -hmm. and the income all along the way so whether that's income for me personally or that's income to help me pay that that debt off faster um or to pay for the next roof more to pay for the next <laughs> roof and obviously as you're investing and for those of you that are have never invested and you're interested in getting into investing mm -hmm. reach out to us and i'll just yeah. say we earlier talked about info at everreal.com as an email which is a fine email to use but if you have questions um send us an email at ask at everreal.com if you have some some questions or how do i get into investing is this a good time to invest yep. Uh, with the market so high, mm -hmm. should I wait till it comes back down? And some of the misnomers that come along with that. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's the old adage, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the next best time is today. Yeah. So for those of you that are like, well, I'm gonna wait till the next turnaround <laughs> of the real estate market before I get in, you know, trying to time the market, in, especially in real estate, like good luck with that. Like sometimes you're gonna get lucky, but the reality is, is that you need to have a plan that the appreciation or depreciation of that up and down of that real estate asset isn't the driver behind it. Right. So fixed rate loans, uh, rents that are gonna cover debt service plus give you cash flow. Yeah. Um, those are the things that are really important. We're, we're not 
<clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not real sexy investors. <laughs> uh, well, I know. You I know. should check out our YouTube channel oh, if that's man, the case. Seriously. Which, by the way, have we even told people? You can. We record these on YouTube, so if you want to see how sexy this is all about, <laughs> going on up yes. in here. Yes. Huh? Come on. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we're looking at the camera, giving some, giving some looks. We're, <laughs> we're not trying to sell you on the sexiness of investing in real estate, and. Um, so. This is more like The Millionaire Next Door. Um, I don't know if you've ever read that book, but it's an excellent book just talking about, you know, rather than trying to get rich quick, taking the time over, over you know, a decade, two yep. decades to build your wealth. And um, I know the first thing that I'm going to have our kids do when they are out of college or maybe in, in college is I want them to invest in, a, in real property. It's really important. Yeah, it absolutely is. So... Uh, we're going to wrap it up with that today. And I'll just say we welcome your questions. Like if you have questions, questions you want us to answer on air, questions you want us to just reach out to you privately, um, give us a call. Yeah. 509-62-HOUSE is a great number to call us at. You can email us at ask at everreal.com. We're on all the social channels. Just search for EvoReal. That's E-V-O-R-E-A-L. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, make sure you tell your friends about EvoReal Talks at 1 p.m. on Saturdays at KSBN 1230 a.m. And for those of you that don't catch it on the radio, we do have this broadcast on our uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Just search for EvoReal, iTunes, Spotify, uh, and we will talk to you all next week. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye.